you're listening to Dear Joseph, the podcast where we answer all your financial questions. Disclaimer, I am not a financial consultant and anything I say should not be considered as financial advice, but purely for entertainment purposes. This week's question comes from Zachary B. Zachary B. writes, Dear Joseph, what's the difference between mutual funds versus index funds? So that's a great question. So first we should discuss what is the point of the investing in a mutual or index fund. So the idea of them is that there's some type of strategy that might be difficult for an individual to do on their own, so they would go to someone else to do it for them. So for example, take the S&P 500. If you wanted to invest in the S&P 500, it would be very difficult and time-consuming to split up all your money into different um in, into all the different stocks and it'll also be costly and to buy half shares will also take more or partial shares will take longer and be more difficult and will actually make the shares a little more costly so to make everything simple you can invest in a fund that tracks different indexes or has different strategies some 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 things are indexes where they track like for example we said the S&P 500 or the Dow or the Nasdaq or certain industrial stocks um, etc. Others based on uh, a, a different type of strategy, a more active strategy where, you know, it's certain, it, they invest in only certain companies with certain characteristics and with certain weights and that the portfolio is adjusted based off those different weights. There are and different strategies and some companies are removed from quarter to quarter. Some strategies are given and others are more based off of your investing kind of in the people. Uh, who run the fund where you where they have a certain strategy and they believe they understand the strategy better than you so they believe they know so you might invest in a uh healthcare index or mutual fund and the idea is that there's going to be certain a certain particular strategy in how to invest in healthcare so that is really what you're doing when you're investing in indexes so the purpose of investing in index funds or mutual funds is one uh, to have someone else manage your particular strategy, either passively by uh, ma- by by matching some sort of index, or actively where there's some type of strategy, either like I would say semi-active, where like you know where the weight of portfolio, let's say equal weight S and P, would be somewhat active, or an, or or more or even more or a completely active, where the where the person running the fund is trying to is using their own skill or potential skill to manage the uh, index so first let's list some simple uh, specific differences in between mutual funds and index funds mutual funds are not traded constantly they're traded daily that you only get one price a day so if the market drops like crazy or there's a panic in the middle of the day or a better Phrases instead of a panic. If there's a, um, if if the market is very volatile that day, the price isn't going to change so much. Some say it's better because there are certain people who are susceptible to getting scared by what the market's doing, so they will invest in these funds um, instead and not have to worry about you know fearing for the market and staring at the market every day. Um, but that's not a real difference because at the end of the day, they're the correct value is going to be the correct value of both. Uh, it's not like you're going to be able to to win out on either. A second major difference is the cost of getting into them. So for most index funds, 
the cost is just if you could buy a share or if you could buy even a partial share, that's enough. There's no minimum. Most mutual funds have somewhere between a thousand and ten thousand dollar buy-in. Another big difference, and this is not a blanket difference, but another big difference is there are more active mutual funds, actively traded mutual funds and index funds, meaning that the mutual funds often are not so hands-off. They're not so, they're, they're not really just matching an index or a basic strategy. They're actively, actively managed. Um, and for whatever reasons or whatever strategies that the, uh, that, that the managers are going after, that you're, you're going based off the, that strategy as opposed to a more blanket strategy where, um, most indexes are identical. Now that's not a 100% true because there are many, uh, index funds that are actively managed. But as a general rule, you'll find it's, mutual funds are often more actively managed than index funds. Another important point is liquidity and places to buy. Um, as we'll mention and as was mentioned in one of my art, my recent articles about uh, stock pricing and recessions, uh, that part one of the factors into the price of things is how liquid is the asset? How easy is it to turn it into cash? So there might be a slight discount on mutual funds because it's harder to uh, it's not as liquid. You can't, you know, it's only traded once a day. Um, it's harder to get in, harder to get out. Um, you know, there there are bigger fees to getting in. Um, and and even if it's not, there's not going to be a discount in price. Uh, it's still going to be frustrating if you need money more immediately or if you don't have so much money to start off with. You're at a disadvantage with a mutual fund from a liquidity perspective. As opposed to an index fund, you can trade it right away. Not such a big problem. Another prob, another difference between mutual funds and and index funds are fees. Most of the time, index funds have lower fees. Now there are some that have higher, and there are some mutual funds that have lower. As a general point, index funds usually are lower cost, where mutual funds often have are higher cost. Now, now with the competitive nature of index funds and more and more mutual funds opening, it seems that mutual funds are actually going down in costs. But uh, it's still actively managed mutual funds are going to usually have a higher cost with them. Meaning, for example, certain most, most Vanguard mutual funds or most and or most Vanguard index funds usually have very low fees, below one percent, usually below 0.5 percent of assets, whereas um, so, so Vanguard might be a little bit of an exception, but if you look at other thing, things like, for example, Franklin or uh, or or uh, or BlackRock or Blackstone, you'll see that they have a little bit of a higher fee, but but you'll see that it's a little more costlier. So even if you're comparing apples to apples, you know, two S and P mutual funds or two two S and P funds, you're going to want to go with the ones with the lower fees, so you have a higher return and keep more of your money. Another interesting thing. Is actually taxed now. Mutual funds, I believe, are ta- have a have worse tax benefits as it's as I think profits from mutual funds are taxed as income. Obviously, this is subject to change and should always look it up. I think it's more, um, and I think index funds, if you're invested long term, um, long term capital gains have a lower tax rate. There might be a differences though in terms of how they a, a portfolio is adjusted though that. 
that might be compensated for mutual funds, where I believe that mutual funds have ways to to efficiently tax their gains so that when they readjust the portfolio, you're not charged capital gains tax. So where if you were to readjust your portfolio yourself, you would have to pay capital gains on it. So they, I think there's a way for mutual funds to do that. But obviously you should look up with, uh, you should speak to a tax professional before uh, you take my word. So that's the basic difference. There are now more funds than there are stocks on the market. And, and there are like a lot more, like, like I think it was like five times or something like that. And it's only growing. It makes a lot of sense intuitively. It's, there are more ways to make sets of numbers between one and, you know, ten than there are numbers between one and ten, right? You, you do one and two, one, two and three, one, two and four, two and three, et cetera, et cetera. So there are more permutations of the market than there are things on the market, which I think is very interesting. I would say also a note when we're talking about your money being managed by other people, you should look into more passive funds. Very often people underperform the broader market. So if people are promising higher returns and also charging higher fees, usually you're not going to pay off. Now, there have been some, sections, some, some exceptions, and there have been some extremely notable exceptions. Like I always mention the, uh, the medallion fund, which does some like crazy, uh, like some crazy multiple every year. But, you know, it's going to be impossible or cascade investments. It's going to be very difficult to outperform and very few people outperform. Very few. And the problem with most people is that they don't even outperform the market, meaning most people's returns are less than the average returns of the market because of people, because of people doing things inefficiently with their portfolio, like taxing it, like moving around, like not having a good strategy. And because people are paying higher fees like in mutual funds or in exchange funds, people are actually losing out. And that's a problem because people should at least be doing average. Uh, the, the, the point of that is to tell us that people are actually losing out. The problem is that they should be at least doing the average of the market, but most people are doing worse because of either fees, because of, you know, bad investments. And not necessarily that they're not doing well, you know, their money's not growing, is that they're not doing the average of the market. And when we see such a simple average and we see that it's so hard to outperform it, so why do we spend our money or try to make our own um uh, portfolios that we think are going to perform when we can try to find a portfolio that we know historically does very well and it has less risk and more diversity than our other strategies. There are, there are, there are a load of, you know, really good and smart market and broad strategies, but why try to, you know, play, you know, play the stocks when you can, you can do what makes sense and what usually outperforms. Uh, one last note on Vanguard funds, another interesting tidbit, Vanguard funds actually outperform the exact funds for other, for the exact similar funds. I mean, if you have an S&P fund for the Vanguard and you have the S&P for, let's say, I don't know, Franklin, it's going to outperform, not just because of fees, because of, because of something very interesting, that, that Vanguard funds actually own themselves. 
meaning that Vanguard isn't like a regular company. So the Vanguard fund itself receives some of the fees that it gets and gets it reinvested. And so I think it's something like 0.02% that every Vanguard uh, will automatically do 0.02% better than an identical fund because other funds, the profits go towards the owners or the shareholders. Whereas in the Vanguard fund, the shareholders are owned by the company itself. So anyone invested in a Vanguard mutual fund essentially has gets a piece of the profits from Vanguard. It's a very odd structure. Um, I've never heard of any other companies that do it, at least in America. In Japan, I've heard they had certain companies structured that way. Uh, maybe not exactly mutual funds, but uh, it's very interesting. I want to also let you guys know that we're going to start taking questions on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at PureConvoPod. Tweet at us all your financial questions. And if you have a good question, well, maybe we'll have you featured on our next podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe, and make sure to follow us on Twitter.